0: hey everybody welcome into honorado and company chris honorado flying solo for most of the show this week but i mean i couldn't ask to be in a better place you're going to be alone uh you want to be comfortable right and you want to look good look at the backdrop here this is the brand new showroom first look that most people are getting at this brand new showroom in Amsterdam for Alpenhaus. I mean, right now, obviously it's pool and spa season, the hot tubs, uh, there are grills, pizza stoves, incredible, incredible stuff. We'll dive into some of the real details here, but then this will also transition into the incredible ski shop. So it's seasonal, it's functional, it is absolutely beautiful. I'll give you a little bit more of a, a look at this. I mean, when you walk in the front door, the sight lines are incredible. You see absolutely everything this place has to offer. And I'll walk you around the place in a little bit as well. We'll talk with Jamie Georgilos, who is uh, the ski, pool, and spa manager here in Amsterdam. What an incredible place here uh, at Alpenhaus. Kind of unveiling it for the first time. There will be an official grand opening and ribbon cutting and all that good stuff down the line. But we, of course, get inside first as Alpenhouse, Andy Heck, and Katie Osborne. Uh, boy, we, we love having them as partners on the show. We've got a lot to get to here. We are jam-packed with guests this week. We've got Phillies pitcher, Shaker grad Jeff Hoffman checking in. He's been incredible out of the bullpen for Philadelphia. Actor David Keckner from The Office and Anchorman. He's in Saratoga Springs Friday night, July 28th for The Office Trivia Night. That'll be a lot of fun. And we're going to talk about the Capital Region Football Hall of Fame induction class on Saturday, August 5th with the president, Nick Fitzgerald. Let's get going live from Alpenhouse.
1: This is
2: Honorado and Company by Alpenhouse.
0: And we're here at an Alpenhouse location once a month to do this show, but this place is incredible. Again, if you're just kind of jumping on with us here on News Channel 13's Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, where we do the show live every single Thursday, if you're watching us on TV, now is your heads up to get to Amsterdam for all of of your pool spa needs, ski season. This place will be incredible then as well, wall to wall with whatever you need for the winter season. But it's summer now. Come on in and, and take advantage of some of the great deals that are happening here at Alpen House. We'll talk with Jamie Georgelos coming up uh, in about five minutes or so. But let's get into the news here. And the biggest thing that people are talking about in the 518, right? a little bit of a sigh of relief here. Saquon Barkley and the Giants avoid what would have been definitely uh, a difficult training camp here because you know the star running back would have held out. He was not going to show up on time and and then presumably play under the franchise tech. So the two sides still find a way to come together. What they couldn't do because they missed the deadline and what they couldn't do is, is agree to a long-term deal, but they could restructure a one-year deal. And so Barkley makes a little more money to play the one year, and it isn't the franchise tag. So he's going to make $11 million. He's at camp. He's going to be there week one. Uh, I mean, it's it's just a, a huge relief to forget Giants fans, <laughs> the Giants organization, Daniel Jones, everybody who is wearing blue on Sunday. It's a huge, huge deal. So that that is a, a monster story, of course. How about this one? This came out Wednesday night. Aaron Rodgers taking a $35 million pay cut. You say, well, he's already made he's making a ton of money, Chris. I know, but here's what here's what I read into it. His comments earlier in the week were look, the Jets gave up a lot to get me. It would be a little bit of a disservice for me to only play the one year. So he's thinking long-term here. If I take less money instead of the 110 million I was guaranteed over the next two years, and I cut it down to 75, that gives us more flexibility this year hello maybe Dalvin Cook right and next year so if Rogers is already thinking I'm gonna play two years anyway if we can't win it all year one I want to put this franchise in a position that we could win it year two and then maybe that is really the last year I want to play anyway and it gives us the best team and situation possible because I've taken less money so he's thinking long term here okay that's that's a big story in the NFL as well. Look out for the Jets to be active now with guys with the waiver wire uh, or maybe even Dalvin Cook if, if they want to think big, big, big. Justin Herbert signs a big, big contract, $262.5 million over five years. Uh, it's the largest contract in NFL history in terms of uh, average annual salary, 52 and a half. All this says is what we've already kind of known is that any quarterback who signs a contract here on out is going to become the highest paid player in NFL history. Joe Burrow will be the next guy. What I've said is that if I'm Patrick Mahomes' agent, there needs to be a clause in his contract that says, no matter what, my client, the Chiefs quarterback, two-time Super Bowl winning QB, will always be the highest paid guy. So when Herbert signs this deal, Mahomes makes a half million more. When Burrow signs his deal, Mahomes makes a half million more than that. He should always be the highest paid player in the NFL while he is performing at this level. And there should be that little bit of an escalator clause. I know it's it's not going to happen. But, but that's how I would be thinking if I'm Mahomes' agent and if I'm Patrick Mahomes. So Herbert gets a huge deal. I think he's going to have a huge year, by the way. It, I, I'm don't, I don't i do not do fantasy football, but if you are in fantasy football, if your league values quarterbacks, Herbert's going to have a huge year with Kellen Moore calling the plays. Monster year. And and also there's like a little something there too where from an organizational standpoint, I think they're going to devalue Austin Eckler knowing that he is still in search of that big, big deal. They're, go, they're I think they're out to prove, hey, this offense – can kind of run without you. So they're going to throw it a ton this year in LA for the Chargers. Carol's watching Carol. Good morning. Congrats to Ashley. Thank you. I will let Ashley deliver some of that news uh, as we go along here. Sam is watching as well. Marcellus is watching heads up for the Marcellus MVP of the month. Going to do it next week. I want to see how the world cup shakes out in group play. Marcellus team. You've got the MVP of the month for uh, the month of July coming up next week. Burrow, big payday coming, no doubt. And Nick points it out here, Trevor Lawrence is going to have a big year too. I think Lawrence has a really good year this year. He will be in line for that monster contract uh, before his fifth year um, of the rookie deal. Sam makes a good point here, right? Ton, none have a Super Bowl ring yet. Yes, however, Sam, Come on, man. You're a Jets fan. Don't tell me you wouldn't shell out a lot of money for these guys, even if they didn't win a Super Bowl for you yet. The NFL is so quarterback starved that these teams are willing to go $52.5 million a year because they believe this guy is, one, not only on his track and trajectory to be a great quarterback, but but he's the he's the best option. At the time, you don't want to go back to square one. I, I, I might live that with the Packers. I, I, square one is a scary place to be. It's also kind of interesting. I haven't been there as a Green Bay fan in a long time. So I'm looking forward to this season. And Jeff Casey's checking in uh, from Rockport, Mass. Jeff, thanks for joining us, man. I, uh, I agree. And, and Sam says, yeah, yeah. Spend the money. Most important position on the team. I have long argued it is the most important position in all of sports. Quarterback. Um, handles the ball on every single offensive snap. The league has created rules to benefit the passing game uh, more than any other aspect of, of the sport. And I can get into like maybe goalie, maybe goalie, but a lot of times a hockey team gets hot with a goalie in the postseason, and boom, there they are off, off into uh, the Stanley cup final and maybe even, maybe even raising the cup. All right, before we give you kind of more of a look here at Alpen House, we've got some business to take care of.
2: And now, Dirty,
1: Difficult,
3: and Done.
1: Sponsored by Performance Industrial
3: my guy bill miller
0: his team which includes sean Wilcoxon, great crew up at performance industrial and here is my dirty difficult done for the week the dream of an otani deadline deal is sadly done i was really hoping for some excitement leading up to the uh, deadline at the end of this month uh, that maybe shohei otani would be dealt the Angels and the reports are out there. The Angels have pulled Otani off the trade market. They're not going to listen to any more offers. Um, they, in fact, are buying. They already they traded for Lucas Giolito, who is probably the best pitcher, uh, strictly pitcher, on the uh, the trade market this year from the White Sox. So the Angels are in buy mode uh, as they wait to get healthy and maybe really contend here down the stretch. I argue that the smarter thing to do for the franchise would have been to trade Otani because he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year anyway. Now, I know you're saying to to him, hey, look, we are invested in winning. We want to win. That's why we're trading for Lucas Giolito. We're buyers at the deadline. We think we can make the playoffs. We want to keep you and show that we can win. I would have said to Otani, by trading you, we put ourselves in the best position to win long term. We are going to sign you in the offseason. We will offer you more money than any other franchise out there. And because of your return in the, on the trade market, we will be better in 2024 and on. It's a hard sell, but the Yankees did it with a role Chapman. Now a As Chapman is not Shohei Otani. I get that, but the Yankees did it with Chapman um, to some level of success when they traded him to the Cubs and the Cubs won the world series. And then Chapman comes back on the free agent deal and, and the Yankees got some return for Chapman. So this, this would be even bigger and better Um that's my thought on it. Roll the dice because there's still, a, in my opinion, a very good chance that Otani doesn't re sign this offseason with Anaheim. So, unfortunately, there will be no deadline deal with uh, Shohei Ohtani, it certainly does not appear. All right, let me take a quick time out here on Honorato & Company. When we come back here live from Alpenhaus in Amsterdam in this beautiful brand new showroom, we're going to talk with Jamie Georgilos and he's going to kind of give us the insights of uh, what it took to renovate this place and why now uh, this company, which it does so well year in and year out, is in even better position to serve its great customer base. We're back right after this on Owen Co. Happiness is found in simple things. The sun on your face. Sharing laughs. At the campground. Getting wet. Relaxing together. The love of family. There's never been a better time to go outside and play. Alpenhouse Pool Spa Boat and RV. Bringing families together and creating memories since 1964.
3: You've heard of unsung heroes. The men and women of Nyscoba are the unseen heroes. For the past year, you've learned about our many charitable endeavors. Now it is my privilege to share with you the work performed by our members, the 20,000 state correction and law enforcement officers shielded from view. They work in difficult and dangerous conditions and are an extension of the police who protect our neighborhoods. Nyscoba honors New York's police and firefighters and salutes its own members who help deliver a peaceful night's sleep. And now back to Honorado and Company,
2: sponsored by Alpenhouse.
0: Back live at Alpenhouse in Amsterdam. And uh, this place is incredible. We'll walk around it a little bit here coming up. But I'm joined now by Jamie Georgelos, who is the manager of the uh, pool, spa, and ski shop. That's Th- right. This place <laughs> is incredible. Uh, I asked you just jokingly off camera, how is it coming to work every day? But really, how is it coming to work every day now in this brand new space?
1: Oh, it's it's amazing to see this all come to life right now. You know, it, what started out as just a plan on a piece of paper. Now is uh, it, it's happening. So it's, uh, it's great for not only myself, but for the company and all the employees here. Yeah, and the customers. I mean,
0: think about coming in here. I walked in through the front door this morning and Katie greeted me at the door. But I just stopped for a second. I went. Wow, I mean, the sight lines are incredible. You see absolutely everything that really you have to offer here on, on kind of just one broad glance, really.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's been really special, like you said, to see the customers come through the door, especially through the construction phases mm-hmm. that we were under. Um, but now, you know, we're going to be able to serve our customers so much better by having all of our products out oh, really? all the time. So let's talk about some of the things we've got here. Um,
0: and the great deals always continue here at Alpen House. Actually, Friend of the show, buddy of mine, came out last week. You helped him start to finish by uh, a hot tub that he has wanted for a while. I mean, he it was hadn't been out here before. One trip, done like that. He's, he's obviously thrilled and excited for that. Uh, but you make the buying yeah. experience so easy. Why is that as important as we all kind of assume it is in the just kind of customer relations business?
1: Well, you know, for us, we're... Users of all the products that we carry, you know, whether it be hot tubs, pools, skis, um, and to have your your friend come out, I mean, it was just uh, it was great to get to meet him, and uh, we had a great time while he while he was here, and uh, you know, it's just it's fun. I mean, we sell fun products, yes. and it's really easy to convey that uh, to our customers. All right, so what are some of the things that you
0: have you most excited about here? I mean, I, I'm going to show the Wellis um, in a little bit, the swimming experience that just is, I mean, this machine is absolutely incredible. Uh, we'll show that off to people here in a second. But I mean, there's so many things other than we talk obviously about pools and spas, but all the patio furniture you guys have here, all the options for grilling. Um, I know Katie said there's even what there's a, a pizza stove now, two pizza ovens or griddles. I and mean, you guys have really expanded the array of options you have.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, especially with, um, you know, the addition of about 16,000 square feet to our showroom. Uh, so now, it. now now we're able to really enhance all the different product lines. So, you know, when you when you talk about our spa line, now we've made the necessary adjustments so that we can get the swim spas in the showroom to show people um, we've been able to take our uh, grilling needs and enhance those. I mean, the pizza ovens, I'll have to show you those there they're amazing and the way i mean they make everybody a perfect pizza chef it's it's uh they're awesome and then even uh to our patio design i mean we're going to be able to show a bigger variety of all that our patio vendors Mm -hmm. um you know suppliers have uh so we make it really that one-stop shop um the spa service team which i've kind of
0: talked about here Talk a little bit about the experience you guys have because you said you're all users of the products you sell which i would imagine is just incredibly important in in being able to deliver the information to the customer as they come into the showroom
1: definitely i mean um you know from a sales perspective you know being able to explain to somebody what it's going to be like to be in your hot tub staring at the stars yeah, or yeah. maybe maybe on that cold crisp fall day or something like that I mean those are the things that pe- that's why people buy spots or um you know if you look at uh, you know relaxation and muscle relief uh, we want to be able to really uh, share our experiences so that the people that we're serving know what they're going to get um but then on the service side too we have a full service team that we have that, that's trained to be able to, you know, if something goes wrong or you need to have right. maintenance or right. something like that, that they're there uh, to be able to, uh, you know, take, good care of all the products and customers we have out there yeah it's the follow-up right it's not just
0: the the point of sale right yeah exactly uh jamie thanks thanks for jumping on with us here i'm going to walk around the showroom in a little bit uh to show some of the people the the grills and the patio furniture and the spas uh if i'm if there are people at home watching this and they're thinking about an in-ground pool
1: should they be booking now for 24 um we could actually in some cases still get in, people okay. in for 23 and we have people already booking for 24 so uh now's the time to come in we can get the design going and uh uh you know our team is hard at work out there we've been lucky we've been dodging a lot of the raindrops yeah. uh so we're keeping everybody uh everybody moving forward all right jamie thank you thank you good to see you man see you thanks
0: for the support as always jamie George who's the manager here at the uh ski pool and spa spot in uh, Amsterdam with a brand new showroom. Don't go anywhere, everybody. When we come back, Jeff Hoffman, the Shaker grad, and Phillies pitcher pitching really well out of the bullpen for Philadelphia is our guest next on Honorado and Company.
3: I don't care what kind of stories that's
2: been told on you. That may be a lot of things in life you used to do.
1: the best you can nicolob ultra 2.6 carbs and 95 calories and now back
2: to honorado and company sponsored by outfit house
0: honorado and company chris honorado ashley miller um ash i i jokingly always say on this show like if the person went to Ithaca or has red hair, they have an automatic entry as a guest. I would imagine if they went to Shaker, you would say automatic entry as a guest.
4: Always automatic entry, Shaker or Cuse, automatic entry. I even wore my Shaker blue today.
0: Saying that, (laughs) and I love stories of athletes who quote unquote bet on themselves And it pays off like the, the most notable examples are Max Scherzer did it one year. Joe Flacco did it. And I it's like big, 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 big. But I think it did raise maybe some eyebrows when our guy Jeff Hoffman was like, hey, I want my release. But obviously he knew something yeah. this offseason. season. And, and it's, it's going to pay off for him big time. Let's bring him into the conversation here. Jeff Hoffman, the Shaker grad, and now doing, I mean, incredible things out of the Phillies bullpen. Jeff, man, it's good to have you on the show. Thanks for popping on.
5: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. Excited to be here.
0: So I want to ask you about you betting on yourself. But first, I have more Im- pressing matters here. Um, what's more difficult facing? Well, let me ask you this first off just off the top of your head who's a really difficult matchup for you in the batter's
5: box oh man um i think uh guys like mookie guys like trey turner who luckily i have him on my team now <laughs> so I don't have to face him anymore um guys that um guys that can just create um not necessarily like power guys or or yeah. you know one or the other i mean i think i think uh you know, the stuff that like Trey and Mookie have going for them is that they can impact the game so many different ways. Um, so I think, uh, guys like that really tend to, I mean, they can just, they can hurt you in so many different ways.
0: All right. So Ash, let me have one more here. Okay. What's more difficult facing Mookie bets in the box or chasing your four kids around four kids, man.
5: (laughs) Um, I think, uh, the kids probably definitely, uh, you know, me and my wife definitely have our hands full. Um, it's a, it's, It's been so much fun um, while they've been young. Um, and, and the boys are starting to really understand, like, kind of what cool. I do. And, um, you know, they're around a little bit more. So it's, it's really cool to see. And um, I'm excited that they get to grow up, you know, around this type of stuff. In a clubhouse. Yeah, there's nothing yeah. like that, I can imagine.
4: Uh, Jeff, if we had talked to you, you know, a few months ago, you would have been a little more in limbo and maybe unsure of what your future was, but it seems like when Chris said you bet on yourself, you really did bet on yourself. A- and now it feels like you found a home and you fit, you found an organization that had a need and you filled right in. Um, can you take us through the process of just making that decision and saying, okay, this isn't working for me. I'm, I'm gonna, you know, ask to get cut loose and basically see if I can stick with another team because I think I'm good enough.
5: Yeah. Um- that's basically what it was, was, um, you know, I felt like I had a strong uh, spring training um, in Minnesota, uh, you know, and it was one of those things where the numbers just didn't really, um, you know, work out for for the roster spot. Um, So that was, that was something I felt, I feel like I'm good enough to contribute to a major league bullpen. um, And I didn't, I didn't want to play in triple A. So, um, you know, I kind of said, you know, I'll, I'll try my luck somewhere else. And, um, the the Phillies were actually the first team to call. Um, they had been scouting me pretty heavily through spring training, and once I took my out, um, you know, they were right on it. So I was excited to to see the sense of urgency there from their side, and um, you know, obviously everything's turned out pretty pretty well so far. So it's it's been fun.
0: ERA under three, a whip under one. Um, it's so hard. To find middle, like solid middle relief help in this league. GMs are looking for it every single offseason, end of July. They're always looking for middle relief help. Um, What has allowed you about your game mentality? I I don't know. That that has made you successful in that role?
5: I think. Past experience as a starter, um, for one, um, I kind of have that ability to go out and throw maybe a little bit more um, than like a typical one inning reliever. Um, I can give, you know, anywhere from one to to three innings, um, you know, if I'm feeling really good. So I think that's uh that's a nice little weapon to have um, in everybody's bullpen. So, um, you know, whether whatever the situation is, a starter, you know, maybe has a rough one early or. Um, know maybe they just want to, you know, switch, you know, flip the lineup or something like that. Um, you know, I think uh, you know, what I can bring to the table is has been shown. Um throw anywhere from, you know, multiple innings to to one inning, you know, and even the the extra inning games, stuff stuff like that. Um right. that's it's just what I what I've done in my career. Um, you know, I'm able to throw, you know, 30 pitches and if that's what the team needs, then that's what that's what I can do.
4: Jeff, when you, you go from a, a starter to a reliever, that's kind of a, a change in mentality. Now you're switching teams. Um, does it take a long time to fit in, or did you know any of the guys on this roster prior? Had you played with any? I know you probably know more. The Major leagues are probably a smaller place than you think.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that that question definitely, it just depends on the, the clubhouse that you're coming into. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been lucky to... Mm-hmm. You know come into this clubhouse and and everybody really is tight-knit and um there wasn't much growing pains at all i would say there wasn't any growing pains it was like i've been here from day one um there are a lot of guys in this clubhouse that are my age um same draft uh played against them in college played against them in you know college summer league whatever it was um and i feel like that you know has kind of allowed everybody to we have you know we have things in common and, and it's easy to it's easy to just step in and and just go. Um not really any any bumps in the road or anything like that. It's just it's fun to step into a to a clubhouse that has as much fun as we do. Um and you know, I'm just happy to be a part of it. Who has maybe more fun than they should?
4: <laughs> uh who's the one I mean, guy without leading? going
5: too much in depth. Uh yeah. and yeah. Mars has a lot of fun. I believe that he feels like he has fun
4: 24, 7, 365.
5: He's definitely that guy and we love him for
0: it. Good for him. Yeah. Um, I'm not wishing you away from the Phillies here, but could we get you to a ballpark that isn't like so home run friendly, you know, (laughs) Colorado and Cincinnati and the ball jumps at those places. Philly for a long time has been known as, as a good hitters park, but, and you don't give up a lot of home runs, which I think is really impressive. but man, I don't know. Like, can we get you to a, a big ballpark that like San Francisco where they don't give up so many? Maybe.
5: Yeah, it would be it would be nice. But um, I like I like my my chances here more than I like them in San Francisco right now. So I'm uh, I'm happy with where I'm at. And uh, I mean, the ball's gonna fly anywhere in the summer when the when it starts to heat up. You know, there's jet streams everywhere. So you just gotta do your best to uh, to keep it out of the jet stream, and and you'll be out. You'll be all right.
4: I- Jeff, this is a Phillies team that, uh, listen, outside of the Braves, I think I had the Phillies second in the division, which currently you are, but a tough start to the year, a lot of injuries. You guys now have won four in a row. What are the goals, and do you feel like this is a team that is starting to not only get healthy but maybe find its groove as the second half gets fired up here?
5: Yeah, absolutely. We we love where we're at. Um, know, every team, you know, goes through their, their bumps um, throughout a season. I mean, 162 is, you hear it all the time. It's, it's a long season Um, and, and, you know, for a team to be doing it from wire to wire is, is pretty rare. So um, you take your bumps and your bruises, you know, when you get them. And um, for us right now, what we, what we look forward to every day is, is game time and we just look forward to that night. you know, we go out and we and we play that day. Um, and and at the end of the, the day, we look up at series series wins and we try to win as many of those as possible, stack as many as possible. And, you know, I feel like when, when we do that, um, you know, we'll look up at the end of the day and, and we'll be happy with where we're at.
0: I could ask you the cliche, like, how do you take your cheesesteak kind of question here, but I won't. I'll instead ask you the other cliche question. Have you been to the Rocky statue?
5: Uh, not since I've been here um, this summer. Um, I think I've been there, you know, in the past. You know, maybe okay. a, a family trip down to Philly every once in a while, um, but uh, not not this year yet.
4: Okay. I was gonna say, Chris, we you wished him to San Francisco. We'd never cover the kid. At <laughs> least in Philadelphia. We've got a fighter's chance of like making a road trip to Philly, or he comes home to play the Mets, and like you know, I mean.
0: Listen, I, I'm old, so I remember Jeff playing pitching in high school for Shaker. I then sure. remember him pitching at East Carolina. Mm-hmm. We then made a couple of trips to catch up with him at the minor league level. And when it ended up being Colorado, I remember thinking, like, Gosh, really? I mean, I, I, you start your career that way. That's that's just kind of unfair. But uh, every time you get traded, this is the way I look at it. Every time you get traded for, every time somebody signs you, that means a, a major league team wants somebody you, wants and that's that's not a bad thing at all um, ash no. anything else for our guy
4: no i'm good how about you shaker's proud no, I'm, of me, gonna, jeff. I'm gonna I let mean, this guy I, I told jeff get ready off for a camera, game he adorns the halls of every building on the north yeah. colony campus it's uh everybody here is at least keeping an eye and listen chris is a braves fan so he doesn't enjoy when the phillies win but i know he's like all right it was jeff fine <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah last october was not pretty uh this is jeff let me let me show you you said oh is that is that where the bernardos are that's that's exactly where the bernardos are here's garrett who you played
5: with what's up brother how's it going (laughs)
0: dude i i thought i heard chris talking and i was like is he talking to hoffman (laughs) (laughs) i didn't say what's up
5: what's going on i got my airpods in so garrett can't
0: can't. hear you but yeah oh it's all good you're killing it so good to see you
5: thank you it's good to see you man yeah i guess we gotta get you some
3: gear we'll send some stuff out
5: yeah absolutely
0: There it is. Good to see you. And now back on Honorado and Company, live from Alpenhouse. Love catching up with uh, Jeff Hoffman when we can. And, and again, I mean, we we ran through some of the numbers during that segment, uh, but he has just pitched so well for Philadelphia. And when you can kind of bet on yourself, as the theme was – of that conversation and it works out the way it's working out for Jeff right now, props to him. That's, that is impressive. Let me, uh, let me walk you around here a little bit. This, uh, incredible new showroom. I want to show off this It's I mean, it's a swimming experience is what it is more than anything else. So like, if you have a backyard where the pool, the in-ground pool, maybe even the above ground pool is not exactly The best option, look at this thing. Look at this thing. I mean, incredible. So you can use it as a pool, right? Full swim experience because of the way the jets work. Or you can use it as a hot tub. Unbelievable. Look at all the jets. And if you say, okay, it might be a little too much for me, too big. Look at the options here. Look at the options here spas and that's what the renovation here and really expansion of the showroom is allowing alpenhouse here to get you heard jamie say get all of the inventory out so people can see it firsthand maybe even climb in it without your shoes of course obviously um it's it's incredible what they've done here a great business just uh continuing to do big things highly recommended if you're thinking about a pool or a spa, or if you even want to get a jump start of the winter season, you can do that here. Patio Furniture Grills, they've got it all. Another quick timeout here on Honorado and Company. When we come back, the Capital Region Football Hall of Fame is inducting its class next weekend, Saturday, August 5th. We have the president of the Hall of Fame with us, Nick Fitzgerald, up next here on Honorado and Company. Hang on. Teams,
5: Athletes.
1: Organizations. We're transforming the custom apparel industry through products and purpose.
5: Claim your crown. Get ready
2: for the thrill of a lifetime with Tracker Fishing Boats. Available at Alpenhaus. Feel the rush as you reel in your trophy catch, supported by Tracker's unmatched stability. Prepare to conquer any challenge with cutting edge tech at your fingertips and the freedom to explore without limits. Make waves this season and experience the ultimate fishing adventure with Tracker Fishing Boats at Alpenhaus.
0: Your source for fun since 1964.
2: And now back to Adorado and Company. Sponsored by Alpenhaus.
0: Welcome back to Honorado and Company. Big weekend coming up. Special three, two, one. Welcome back to Honorado and Company. Big Saturday coming up, August fifth. The newest class of the Capital Region Football Hall of Fame will be inducted. I want to dive into this class. Uh, Twenty-one individuals, one team. We'll go in as well. Let's talk to our guy from the Capital Region Football Hall of Fame, Nick Fitzgerald, among many other things. But it's good to have Nick on the show with us this week. Nick, th- thanks for taking the time, man. Uh, this, I know, is a labor of love for you to be part of the process. and other other people involved in terms of uh, choosing who should be eligible and then worthy for uh, this specific Hall of Fame. What is it about this class, like I said, 21 individuals and then one full team. What is it about this class that just kind of excites you or maybe takes you back down memory lane?
2: I'd say what's great about this every year is we seem to come up with uh, names that are just like, wow, how did we miss that? Or, mm. or, or why isn't that person in yet? You know, and it's uh, I'll give you a quick example. a Dave Smuckler from Gloversville who, who grew up in Gloversville, played football there, went on to Temple, played the 1935 Sugar Bowl and was coached by Pop Warner. Pop Warner is an article saying he was better than Jim Thorpe. Went on to play for the Philadelphia Eagles, went on to coach in the NFL, came back here and brought up his family for a little while before they moved to the West Coast. And you think of those type of history and stories, uh, Pop Warner said he was better than Jim Thorpe is, is amazing. And and just some of the history is, is just it kind of never dies, you know, 100 years of football in our section. And um, it was, geez, now 14 years ago, Bob Ford uh, from University of Albany said, hey, we've got to get this Hall of Fame thing going because we were running the Scholar football dinner, yep. which UMC, Chris, for, for many years now. And um, he says, we got to get this going. So we said, all right, let's put a committee together and really see what we can get. And, boy, it's been nothing but successful. And, um, and what's even better now is you're getting program makers. I'm not saying anything against Division One athletes and the great football players that went on to the NFL, but there is a little bit more meaning for those guys who just never made it to the next level but had mm. such an impact on their programs and and did some amazing things like Hoosick Falls, the two guys going in from Hoosick Falls this year. So it's that type of thing that I
0: think is exciting for, for this class, I, I think. You segued me into what my my point was going to be, just as you were talking about Dave Smuckler and all the way back to 1935, you said, Nick, uh, by the way, the induction ceremony is August 5th, 630 at the Polish Community Center. Um, when I see names hit this list, who I covered in high school, that's when, you know, like, I, you yes. know, we probably laughed at Roger for many, many years because of this. But now I'm in some of those shoes and I'm looking at the names, Billy Pine and Brad Burns. And I'm thinking, yeah. how the heck did this happen? But they were two phenomenal football players
2: that they were. And I actually had the uh, not the great opportunity to coach against them uh, when I was at Water elite and just, you, you know, uh, Ron Jones, who was just, just a stellar human being and a stellar coach, but brought these kids up when they were younger, all the way through the program, and uh, being a PE teacher there, really connected with kids and, and, and made it a special place. Uh, you know, He was a, a disciple of uh, Ken Baker, who went on to Cambridge, and you, you see that tree that kind of branches out a little bit, and he was one of those. So, so yeah, you see these names. You've got to be out 10 years to get nominated in, in our Hall of Fame, and what we do is we really look at what a kid did in his high school years. Yes, college and pro will help you, but you've got to have a stellar high school career first mm-hmm. before it goes on to the next piece. And I think that's what makes this kind of special too. And there's a great group of guys in terms of the committee from officials to media people to uh, former coaches. Um, and it's it's a good banter between everybody because they all bring a piece Uh, You know, from Alex Mancini to Jack Berger to Mark Golusky, you know, to Mike Cronin, um, to Mike uh, Aquino. You you hear those names. Uh, Steve Grandin is another one. Rich Becker, Scott McKay. Hmm. uh, They just have a really great knowledge of our section football. Bob Ford, of course. Uh, It's just great. Actually, that's probably one of the highlights of the year when you sit down with that group and kind of just sit back and as they're sitting in my house and we're going through these names, it's pretty amazing to
0: see that group come together and talk about football. Um, you know, I'm looking at some of the other names here that will just jump off the page for a lot of people here. Um, Sean Ryan, a guy that, you know, we we covered because he was in a giant, a giants assistant coach, but you, you, you maybe forget about the type of football player he was. Uh yes. Sean McDonald, again, a guy that maybe you remember a lot as uh as a coach, but but certainly a, a great athlete in his own right, and a guy he coached in Kevin Cummings, uh, who will go in posthumously. I, you know, th- there are just kind of webs that that weave their way through each and every single class here, it seems. Nick, you talked about the coaching tree. Uh, Some of this is even just passed down from coach to player.
2: Well, you, you look um, at, at Sean and you said you know, he went to New Hampshire and just had an incredible career, but he graduated from St. Peter's where Joe King started. No. Joe King went from there to Water Valley and built the program Water Valley, then went to RPI and obviously built the program there. And he was hurt his senior year with a shoulder injury. But Coach King said he was one of the best players he's ever coached. And it's too bad that he did have a senior year, but he was just a stellar kid. Mm. And St. Peter's wasn't, wasn't much until Joe came in and they built that program and sean was a big big piece of that so yeah that connection again and sean you know sean through tommy Heinzelman, who then left and and said you know what he he got he got a a job uh, in the private sector and was like you know what i've got to go give this a shot i love college coaching and i love coaching in general I uh, went to University of Albany, where we all went um, for a little while, and then all of a sudden got a great opportunity to hook up as a GA, graduate assistant, with Tom Coughlin. So who knows, some years later, here's Tom Coughlin in the New York Giants. He comes in. He's now a quality control guy. Boom, they win the Super Bowl. Yep. He goes to the wide receiver's coach and, often, and and quarterback's coach. He wins another Super Bowl. And and now he's almost 15 years in the NFL which is unprecedented too, as, as a coach. And he's, you know, just about 50 years old, which is amazing. So yeah, it, it's, it's just a great history to pull all these people from our section that had such an impact. You know, another one on here who we're very happy to have on Bill Arsenal. Bill mm-hmm. Arsenal was just the staple of high school sports when the newspapers covered him a lot more, you know, things have changed as we know, but yep. boy, we look forward every Saturday to open that paper and see what Bill had to write uh about the teams. And, you know, James, big James followed up with that. Um, but definitely Bill was kind of the trendsetter when it came to high school sports.
0: Before we get to the team that that is going in and and then I will let you run. Um, I want to ask you about Bob Dorrance. Uh, you are somebody who, um, has had such a, a large impact on football in our area, Nick, everything you do, uh, besides having been on the sidelines, uh, Bob kind of fits that, That same uh, description, too, I would say. He, He just seems to be everywhere, wherever he is needed at a high school football game, even the ones he isn't coaching in.
2: He is the epitome of what the Section 2 thing is all about. A guy who stayed with Gary Vandersy for 30-something years, who stayed in a school district and helped build the program that is the perennial kind of power in Class B. And it was so nice to see them. You know, they hit a little lull like we always do, and then come back and, and win some sectional championships. Just shows the staying power and the ability of how he connects with kids and what he, when he, what he means about football and the stuff he's done for section two is simply amazing in terms of just taking it kind of to the next level digitally, uh, taking mm-hmm. to the next level of getting it to, to where it should be in the 2000s. And um, we always rib him and Gary, cause he took over for Gary and Gary wasn't very good with the technology. Gary just started texting a couple of years ago. So uh, Bob, bob took that to the next level and is such a consummate professional so for him him to you know be a part of this it's it's the epitome of what of what this thing is is, is kind of all about, and you know Barry Clawson, another class act mm-hmm. who's in there too as a coach, and a lot of people kind of the heads turned with him because of how much they remember how much of a class act he was and Gloversville in Gloversville and Johnstown back in the '80s. Forget about it; it was five, six thousand people at a game. Tom Chachio and, and and Matt Shell played uh, together. What great history there as as we start to see. And then, as you said, we got the team going in that wasn't even a state championship because there was no state championships yet, but it ripped through the section and went, uh, you know, 11 and 0 uh, in that first kind of group that could go past the section in that first game. So
0: yeah, so that's the 86 Amsterdam team Uh, and you know, there there are undefeated teams all through history, teams that, you know, won a championship that wasn't a state championship. Why did this one kind of stand out maybe aside from the rest?
2: Well, you know, as we listed all the teams over the years, what state championships, you know, obviously Amsterdam is on that list, right? So then you reach out to the coach and you say, geez, you know, which one of these teams is probably your best one. And he says, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to downplay any team. He goes, but the 86 team just had so much potential and did so many great things. They just were limited by the schedule at the end of the year. He's, They were one of the best, kind of like the 84 team from Ho, was nationally ranked, but they could never go on to a state championship and see what would end up happening." happening so this is the same thing kevin billington who was a, who was a coach at uh skill for years and now is coaching at union was the running back and there's just some guys there who went who, who went on to play college football back in the day we would have a lot of guys from section two leaving going to college football but you know frank DeRico built a, a dynasty there and this was kind of the start of it
0: saturday august 5th six thirty, the polish community center in albany uh the newest class of the Capital Region Football Hall of Fame will be inducted. 21 individuals and a team. Pretty cool stuff. And uh, the, the list is we've we've detailed maybe half of it as best as we could in the time we have, Nick, um, is impressive for sure. Uh, congrats on having another year down. I'm, I'm sure the class of 2024 is already being looked at. And uh, like I said, yeah. it's a labor of love for not only Nick, but the entire committee that uh, that volunteers to do this work. Nick, thanks for jumping on the show, man. Just yes, thank you so much. I appreciate it and have a great rest of the summer.
4: At Marcella's Appliance Center, our commitment is to you, providing essential appliances that families depend on. For cooking refrigeration cleaning and sanitation plus appliance repair you can have peace of mind that marcellus is here for you today and every day like we have been since 1957 helping you make the right choice with trusted brands like whirlpool maytag kitchenaid and many more shop Marcella's appliance center in-store online or by phone we're here for you
2: And now back to honorado and company sponsored by Alpenhouse
0: and back live now at Alpenhouse as we walk around this beautiful new showroom here in Amsterdam and we're showing off specifically really the Wellis pool spa. I mean, there are just so many options here. And here's what I've learned about Wellis: is that because of how they are made polymer belly Polymer frame. It does a number of things. One, it keeps out the insects, okay, but it also keeps the heat in and you get a longer life out of your hot tub because of how these bad boys are made resistant to rotting. A lot of these spas are made with a wood frame, not the Wellis. Learn that today. Pretty cool stuff. So this is. Alpenhouse is easily your authority for uh, all things pool, spa. Come check them out in Amsterdam. We had the conversation with Jamie Georgelos earlier on the show. He's the manager here. Uh, the ski shop is is still here, right? You can see it over my shoulder now. Ski shop is still there. But that will expand as well. So as we get closer to that winter ski season, um, where Alpenhaus does such a great job of that as well. Um, they will expand that right over my shoulder here, okay, is the Winter Winterschiger, Winterschiger machine for all of your ski shaping, fitting needs. The window that you can see all that magic happen. That's pretty cool. Really, really cool. Uh, good to have you with us here on Honorado and Company. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. Did you see this uh, news about Colorado? So all the conference realignment we you know continue to talk about here. The Big 12 says we will take Colorado. Of course you will. And yes, this is a coach prime effect. So Colorado can leave the Pac-12 after this season when the Pac-12 TV deal really kind of dissolves uh, the way it is currently formulated. And then the Buffaloes will be a member of the Big 12 once again. Good move for Colorado. Good move for the Big 12. Uh, Deion Sanders won't finish his coaching career at Colorado. I almost promise you that. But at least for two or three years, the Big 12 will be the beneficiary of of Coach Prime being in that conference. U.S. Women's National Team, uh, as we do this show live on a Thursday morning, is tied atop the group with the Netherlands, one o oh, and one. The draw came against the Dutch on Wednesday night. So four points. The U.S. If you want to break it down, by go- U.S. does have the edge over the Netherlands because of a goal differential and and total goals. So um, that's good news for the U.S. But still need a win over Portugal to uh, really secure this thing. And that is Tuesday, next Tuesday, three a.m. You getting up early. I'll be at work watching. I know that. I'm kind of excited. I saw that schedule. I thought, hey, 3 a.m.? This game was made just for me. I will literally, that's when I get into work, I will pop on the TV and watch uh, the U.S. take on Portugal and what is the uh, group finale for the American women. And this is the beauty of it, right? Because uh, they're at the top of the group right now, all the feedback is they haven't even really played well yet. So, Team USA still with a big, big chance here to uh, to do good things on the uh, the World Cup stage. As Sam says, yeah, ladies haven't even been firing on all cylinders yet. Yes, it, you have to believe it will get better, and they haven't lost yet. Kind of needed something special in order to get that draw against the Netherlands, but uh, the fact that uh, they they haven't been playing well and they're still at the top of the group says kind of uh, as much as you really need to know about how special. Uh, this team is. So, uh, you know, I'll be locked in uh, to that. How about this one? We're just bouncing around a lot of places on, on the show, but but this one, you know, we, we said, yes, feels like the Celtics will probably give Jalen Brown the super. This is the super max. All right. Almost $304 million over five years. And I know the, the conversation is, you know, will the Celtics regret this? I, financially, the regret is one side. To me, it's the commitment to keeping Tatum and Brown together, whether or not they're going to regret that they're going to win with the way this team is constituted. And now that you've got Brown and Tatum, both supermax guys, can you fit enough around them to win? I just have a feeling it's not going to work out. Um, just seems like other franchises are ahead of Boston and that the Celtics almost needed a little bit of a reset button to build around Tatum and not to simply kind of run things back a little bit. Porzingis, is he enough of a factor for people to say, hey, this is a good, this is a big deal. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I I understand we talked about with the quarterbacks and Justin Herbert, right? Hey, this is, this is our best, option in front of us presently. Let's keep things together. I feel a little bit differently about the NBA because uh, you can rebuild quicker there than at the quarterback position in the NFL. All right, when we come back here on Honorado and Company, we are not through with the guests yet. Told you this was jam-packed week. We're going overtime on Honorado and Company this week. The actor David Koechner, who uh, starred in both The Office and Anchorman, is our guest next on Honorado and Company as he gets ready to be in the Capital Region for Friday, July 28th. Uh, the Office trivia back right after this it's honorado and company everybody it's chris honorado without my better half for this interview and it's killing her i know that because during covid my wife and i binged the office we had seen you know uh reruns here and there and always knew it was funny but it's like how do you dedicate the time to catch up on a show with that much success positive of COVID, silver lining There it was we had plenty of time to do that and so we are going to be there at universal preservation hall in saratoga springs which is such a beautiful facility friday july 28th for the office trivia hosted by one of the best characters from that show david Keckner is joining us here on honorado and company bring him into the conversation here and figure out how the heck this really kind of came to be because it's a genius idea david it's chris up in albany with the NBC, thanks for doing this, man.
3: Hey, thanks for having me, man. Good to see you, Chris.
0: Uh, Todd Packer's character. Um, <laughs> how much did you have to put on to pull that off?
3: <laughs> uh, well, I i want you to know I'm nothing like Todd Packer in real life with the same height and weight. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just great writing, really. That's what it is. And you know, when you get a play, basically a villain. I mean, Todd Packer's a villain. Those are always fun to play. And you can't ever say those things to anyone's face, right? Right. So it's you feel like you're really getting away with one.
0: And honestly, that's some of the the genius of the show is because you sit there at home and you laugh hysterically because something is just genuinely funny. But sometimes you find yourself laughing because it's uncomfortable and you don't really know what else to do. How much of Todd Packer's character will we see Friday, July twenty eighth? <laughs> At Universal Preservation Hall,
3: it's hosted by the real Todd Packer, as we say. Uh, so I, you know, I do some some of the lines from the show, obviously, yep. and I put on a little Todd Packerisms uh, now and again during the show. But yeah, no one's going to no one's going to be uh, everyone's going to walk away happy. I'll put it that way.
0: It's funny through some of these conversations we get to have, and we are mostly a, a sports talk podcast. And I'll ask you about your fandom here in a second. Um, but I've come to learn about people who graduated, if you will, but really learned, grew up in comedy through Chicago's second city. I, I was, I was ignorant to it. I'm not, I don't run in those circles, but the list of names that come out of there, you're included in that. Um, how much did that training or daily exercising prepare you for this incredibly successful career you've had of being funny?
3: Uh, I would say that was, the foundation for sure. I studied at Second City in another place called the IO Olympic there in Chicago. And so I would be on stage five nights a week, either in class or doing shows. And it really is the foundation. And it's what I wanted to do. I'd, I'd gone up and I'd taken a, a summer workshop one year and I just fell in love with it. And so I saved m- my money and, and moved up there in my early 20s. And uh, that was that. And like that, I was there at a very fortuitous time because I turned 13 when Saturday Night Live first started. And so all of these other people did too, and they migrated to Chicago for that specific purpose of going to the second city. Wow,
0: that's cool. Um, Either there or on a movie set or a, a TV set, give me the actor that you just really had to like laser focus so that you wouldn't lose kind of command of that scene or you wouldn't break out laughing.
3: Will Ferrell. He's he's amazing. He's amazing. I I remember in anchorman two, I champ is sitting next to uh, uh, Brick and um, (laughs) Ron tells Brick to shut up, just shut up. And that's verboten. Like we've all agreed you don't ever you never mean to Brick. But I had to sit next to Steve and it's like uh, Farrell's throwing you a fastball and you just got to take it. I actually had to think about tough situations my kids have been in so I didn't lose it because you don't want to blow anybody's take, you know. So that was very difficult when old Will Ferrell's throwing you a fast one.
0: I have more office, but you, you lead me into Anchorman here. When you and Will Ferrell are prank call, I don't know how else to really call it, you're prank calling Veronica Corningstone in the newsroom, how much of that was scripted and how much of that was you guys just being who you are?
3: That one in particular was all scripted, because that just got added, I think it was the end of a day on a Friday, and McKay just decided that we had some time just to film something extra, just to see if he wanted to use it or not later. And so that was all improvised, I think, yeah.
0: Yeah, it had to have been. I mean, and it's one of the funniest scenes in that entire movie. Um, okay, how about Through the Office? How much of that did you kind of have freedom on? as a cast or even just as a particular character
3: that's less so uh, because you know television's different medium it's a writer's medium you've got 12 to 15 writers who've Mm. worked for more than 40 hours on a script um so
0: so you're gonna tick somebody off if you go off
5: script
3: (laughs) right you know it's it's not that's not your job so you can ask or they might give you an alternate take right but and also it's you know 23 and a half minutes long that's the episode so if you start adding lines they've got to cut lines somewhere else so now as the show went on i think some of the core cast did some more improvising but then also it's a it's a 12-hour day so Mm. you know if everybody's just kind of screwing around you don't get your work done
0: trivia night is friday july twenty eighth, saratoga springs have you ever been
3: not to my memory i could have been i could you know i used to tour with second city years ago so i may have been there before i just cannot remember
0: Okay. Well, I mean, you're, you're, you're here prime time. It used to be called the August place to be, then it graduated to the summer place to be, but it, but uh, so much of it centers around world-class horse racing at Saratoga race course. So I don't know what your schedule is. Don't divulge it here, but if you can get over to the race course uh, it's worth even just the people watching experience of it all. And you will be, you know, not even five minutes away from it as you perform uh, at UPH 730 Best way to get your tickets, universalpreservationhall.org. That's right through proctors.org as well. Um, What is it like to live with the pressure of being funny? The expectation that (laughs) that you will just always be funny. Like for me, if I have a funny moment, I've kind of locked into it. Nobody really expects it from me. But for you, if you're just walking down the street and somebody yells whammy, or they have a packerism that they throw out at you, they expect something in return
3: well if you're out in public you know i i would say my responsibility to their performance needs is much lower so if someone yells out something you know you'll give them a nod or whatever but i'm not going to be in the airport yelling whammy because that would seem very sad
0: true all right so is it more difficult to be funny because you do stand up as well is it more difficult to be funny in in front of an audience or when you're just kind of playing to a blank production set if you will
3: um well you well, you know with an audience you get immediate feedback so you know you're on the right track but i think you've got enough intuitive you know time put in that you know when it's funny or isn't uh, you know it's just kind of like a sense because I've i've been doing this a long time yeah so I, I guess if you follow your own paint by numbers in your head, you think, well, this is probably in the area we want to be.
0: Uh, this trivia night, you, you've done it other places around the country, which I just think is so cool. And you said before we kind of popped on here that there's this insatiable, um, you know, connection to the office. People, I I shared with you my story that you know, we watched during COVID. Um and yet, what, this, did the series end in 14, something like that? And we're almost a decade later and people are, we're going to sell this place out in Saratoga because people wanted to have a trivia night with you about the office. Does this surprise you ever?
3: Yes. Uh, I'm always astonished. Uh, I, it's unlike anything I've ever been part of the passion for it. I, I've i had people stop me in grocery store parking lots and need to tell me that it got them through, you know, an illness or something like that, or, yeah. or got them over some deep grief. So it, it is such a personal thing to everybody. And the fact that it's so universal is really, again, it's a tribute to the writers.
0: Yeah, no doubt, it's brilliant. Um, are these difficult questions we're up against? They,
3: <laughs> what? Uh-
0: uh, these trivia questions are, are these going to oh, be tough? I, no,
3: I, I, I thought I thought you—it was some philosophical thought you were having. Uh, um, They—I would say it's uh, moderate to difficult because okay. you know over the, the course of time we we've changed some of the questions and you don't want to make it uh, too hard, but you don't want it to be easy either. So I'll say no one aces it.
0: Okay, yeah. good to know. Um, all right, let's 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 get to the bread and butter here, which is kind of mostly where I live. Uh, you were born in Missouri. You are a Kansas City sports fan. Do you feel like you're just pinch me living in the golden age of the Chiefs right now?
3: Uh, we know we are, and it's pretty incredible, and it's a lot of fun to be part of. You know, we went 50 years between Super Bowls, so it's our turn. It's okay. I was surprised how quickly everybody started hating on uh the chiefs it's like come on you know boston went through it for a decade don't we get our time so i'm very happy but look i think everybody appreciates what that organization is doing obviously patrick mahomes it's pretty special and the fact that he's on our team is just wonderful
0: It's so funny. People love to love the loser, right? But as soon as they start to win, it's like, okay, you've had your moment in the sun. Now we're done with you. We were done with New England and Boston for a long, long time. But I'm telling you, if Buffalo, which is now the lovable loser franchise in many ways, if they get two in four years or something like that, people will be done with Buffalo right away, too.
3: Right. You know, they'll they'll give you one. But then two, it seems like you're being piggy. So (laughs) I don't know. I tell you what, I was at that... uh, that game was what the buffalo was it buffalo oh no i'm thinking about the one in la but that that game it still goes down that buffalo chiefs game from a couple years ago Yeah. as that was the, um, one of the most amazing games i've ever seen in my life and that's a heartbreaker to wind up on the other side of it
0: i mean but, 13 13 seconds left but only that mahomes magic people would say could pull that off uh last thing for you here it's it's funny how i'm not saying celebrities uh, come out of the woodwork here. They've always been fans. We just kind of discover their fandom, I guess. So you with the Chiefs, Paul Rudd, Eric Stone Street. Do you guys kind of like joust for who is the bigger Kansas City or, or Chiefs fan at this point, or can you just enjoy it all together?
3: We enjoy it all together. You yeah. know, we do a charity function in Kansas City together. Myself, Riggle um, um, Riggle, right? Paul, yeah, Paul Rudd, Jason Sudeikis, Eric Stone Street, and Heidi Gardner now too is one of our hosts. And so we do an event for Children's Mercy Hospital every year so that we're all on a text thread together. So when the season starts, we're texting back and forth. And uh, obviously during the Super Bowl, it's the same deal. And it's it's a great feeling. And it's fun to have that camaraderie.
0: I love that. Very, very cool. All right, David, I'm going to let you run. Uh, Thank you for doing this for us. We're pumping the thing up for Friday, July 28th, the office trivia at Universal Preservation Hall. Again, that website, universalpreservationhall.org. Snake through to that through proctors.org if you'd rather do it that way. But the man who played Todd Packer will be the host that evening. It's going to be a lot of fun. David, thank you, man.
3: What's up, my nerds? Come out (laughs) to Preservation Hall. Let's do it.
0: Love that. David Keckner of course, uh, the office anchorman. That was fun to, uh, to chat with him. Hopefully get a chance to really meet him in person uh, Friday up in Saratoga as we do uh, the office trivia at uh, Universal Preservation Hall. That will do it for us this week, jam-packed with guests. We went overtime here on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, uh, you know, the uh, – the typical 58-minute, 30-second show on TV. Uh, hope you had a, a good time as uh, as we did with all of our guests. To Jeff Hoffman, to David Keckner right there, Nick Fitzgerald, the Capital Region Football Hall of Fame. And our thanks to Alpenhaus for uh, hosting us this week in this brand new space, but really for supporting us each and every week on the show. Come on out to Amsterdam and check out this place. Still plenty of summer left to go. Fall is still a good time to have your hot tub winter, heck even, but your hot tub, your patio furniture, most of it here, at least 30% off. The sales are real at Alpenhaus in Amsterdam. Come on by and check them out. Or thanks to them, thanks to you for watching each and every single week here on Honorado and Company. We will check you out next week. Our conversation, our big time guest next week, country music superstar, Lee Bryce. Join us then. See everybody.